Hey folks, we're here with a special uh, bonus episode of the DC3 cast because th there are some pretty serious rumors going on right now that DC has cleaned house, or Warner Brothers rather, has cleaned house at DC and a lot of people, uh, editors, um, heads of divisions, and uh, marketing, marketing, you know, uh, collectibles, uh, probably the entire collectibles division have all lost their jobs at DC. Uh, also, rumors are swirling that Jim Lee is no longer publisher, but he will remain with the company in some role. And um, we want to talk about this a little bit. The first thing we want to say is that all of what we know so far is conjecture and is, uh, you know, potentially not true. We are just going by what is being reported by a number of sources. And we um, we truly do wish everyone there well. There are folks who worked there who you'll hear us talk about who maybe we didn't always agree with, but this is a terrible time to lose your job under any circumstances, uh, unless you're a real scumbag, in which case, you know, see you later, pal. But for, for regular, you know, folks who are working to collect a paycheck, this is a terrible time to lose a job, and we truly do feel for them. And our hearts go out to them for losing that job. Um, but I think that there is some some meat on this bone we need to discuss you know the rumors have been that warner brothers has not been happy with dc for quite some time i can't remember the last time that dc was regularly beating marvel in terms of sales blackest night maybe that not even then they were beating them at, at the start of the new 52 and that, i think that was it but i think that was very short wasn't it uh, yeah maybe like <sighs> It was it was at least maybe like half a year. Oh, it was that much. I didn't think it was that it, much. It, I think it. I think they like had the first few months of the new Fifty Two until Marvel. You know, Marvel launched. Um, it may not have been that long because they launched the uh, what you call it, Marvel Now. Marvel Now. Yeah, pretty soon after that, um, and kind of caught back up. But yeah, it, two thousand sometime two thousand eleven was probably the last time. Yeah. Yeah, the the last, and I would say the last sustained time is probably around the Blackest Night era, right? I don't think I think Marvel was still ahead of DC. Were then. they? I feel like that was DC's last big thing. We should. It, it doesn't really matter. It, the, the point that yeah, I was, I, the, I can tell. Yeah, I can check. Okay. Um, uh, the point that I was making though is just it, it's been a very very long time since DC was sort of the standard bearer for comics, and so it's not. It's it's absolutely shocking to me that Dan DiDio and Jim Lee kept their jobs for as long as they did, just because in this, like many industries, there needs to be a fall guy sometimes, and they're they're convenient people, convenient figureheads making a fair amount of money. So it's not surprising that they would have possibly been ones cut loose for you know for the sales dropping and and whatnot. Um, in addition, you know, there are some things like, you know, I think that Rebirth was was a was a pretty big success uh, initially, but sort of tampered off. You know, things like Death Metal are big hits, but DC has not had sustained success in quite some time. So, it, like I said, I don't think it's a surprise that Warner Brothers would want to clean house. What do you guys think about the names of people who are possibly floating around? Are those the people that DC should have fired? Or that Warner Brothers should have fired. I mean, I don't think some of these editors. I, I don't know if it's just that. I mean, are we gonna say names here? Uh, I mean, I'm okay with not until we. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Until we get. 
Yeah, I mean, there, some, some we can talk about some of the bigger names, like we mentioned Jim Lee, Bob Harris. Um, which Bob Harris did need to go, I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I think whether you're looking at like like actual product you hold in your hands or every story I've ever heard about that guy, uh, in public <laughs> or in private, it seems like he needed to go. Um, yeah, and then there are other editors that are potentially. That are that have potentially been laid off. That I think like were super valuable to the storytelling at DC. And I think like if it's true, I think we're probably talking about entire um, imprints at DC potentially going away. And we're probably talking about a pretty grim, just based on um, the press release that that I read about the direction of Warner brothers going forward. Um, it's, it sounds to me like, uh, it's going to be a lot of brand synergy, um, and making sure that all of their production outlets are serving that synergy. So that, what that reads like to me is that they're going to take this publishing operation and this is pure speculation, but just tailor it a lot more towards um, the potential slate of movies and TV shows that they've got coming um, that are going to be talked about a lot at Fandom at the end of August here. And so more synergy there. And I think what like... What can we get at Fandom, by the way? Um, Injustice 3. <laughs> no, I, was, I was trying to make men's oh. laugh. <laughs> that's a joke for an audience of one anyway go ahead um no i i know i know what you mean yeah yeah <laughs> uh but and, here, here, here's my question to you though vince i don't want to interrupt you here but here's my question hasn't that yeah. been like the stated purpose of every restructuring at marvel and dc for the past 20 years um stated by them i'm not sure ha has it or is that just what everybody says or thinks? I feel like it definitely is with DC. I feel like every restructure they do is to, you know, quote unquote, get their, 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 you know, eggs in in a line or whatever. You know, they're, uh, yeah. It's it's always about some kind of, um, you know, for the benefit of their their corporate synergy but it, it never really seems like it does anything whereas right, like marvel right. marvel will do these kind of like marvel really i feel like hasn't had to do like a big restructuring since they came under disney because it all just kind of flows very naturally i guess like there have been shakeups with like the tv division you know kind of having some issues um under under one mr jeff Loeb, um and and a few things you know the 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 things with like kevin feige coming up against um um ike perlmutter uh you know that that stuff but generally they don't have to do these kinds of shakeups, and i feel like they haven't had quite as much um you know instability in terms of the uh their higher ups being being kind of shuffled around as DC has in in the last ten years or so. Mm -hmm. Well, can I can I tell you what I think the publishing is going to kind of look like when it comes out the other end? Sure. I I think I know where you're going. Go for it. 
comicbook.com has this thing today where they said that they've heard, and I think they're the only ones that have said this, but they're comicbook.com, right? Like they, they literally bought the URL that says that they're the comic <laughs> book site, right? Uh, they have that a uh, executive or some person involved in a popular esports company is going to be coming in and heading up publishing at DC. I don't know where they got this, but that's what their sources are saying. Um, and so to me, that just screams that like that screams to me that they that they look at things like Black Label as something that is unnecessary for brand synergy, no matter how popular or unpopular it is. You know, that's not to say that maybe uh, Black Label is entirely going away, but if some of the editorial layoffs are true. It would make a little bit of sense, right? Um, and I, so I think we're going to be doing away with some of those uh, extra imprints like that. And I think you're going to see a lot of, you know, potential like injustice style tie ins, tie ins to video games. A DCU, a very small, tight DCU uh, publishing imprint that kind of matches their TV and movie stuff a little more. Um, and I think you will still see like the bookstore market get some of the, the, like the young adult style books, because I do think that those are really successful and that's a very lucrative comics uh, area to be in right now. It's kind of in vogue and it also, it, it does, it does returns. So I think you're going to continue to see that. But if you look at the, if you look at the people that are rumored to be laid off versus people that are kept and maybe even promoted, if the rumors are to be true, I, I think that's really where we're going. And I can't imagine a more grim sentence targeted <laughs> at me than like esports uh, and comics. To they're going to bring taste. back that Infinite Crisis MOBA. Yes, exactly. <laughs> to. Uh, Two great tastes that taste great together. <laughs> Gum and nuts together at last. <laughs> um, that's an obscure Simpsons reference for you folks there. Um, so part of me feels like we should be panicking because this is the end of everything, right? But on the other hand, I... The I end do... of our show, for sure. Oh, We're please. Done. We have enough backlog of, uh, of old comics to talk about for quite some time. Well, we'll just turn Vince reading 700 issues of Action Comics into a podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, yep. we still have to read all of Injustice. We do. Yeah, we, we do have to do that. And that will that will align nicely with their corporate synergy, so that's good. Um, but then we can also just turn this into Multiversity's second One Piece podcast. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> what I was going to say, though, is I don't think, like, as much as I have enjoyed a lot at DC over the last few years... I don't think I've been really excited about the line since that WonderCon rebirth announcement. Like that day, watching that panel, and they were bringing out the different people. They brought out Priest, and they brought back Josh Williamson, and they brought back Greg Rucka, and it was there was all this excitement about these this this new line, and that was 2016. 
So that was yeah, that was four years ago since there's been any sort of real like line wide excitement. So I don't think it's a bad idea for them to shake everything up right now. I just don't know if the reasons that they think there should be a shakeup aligns with the reasons why I think there should be a shakeup. Oh, for sure not. Yeah. Zach, what do you think about all this? I mean, I'm like you. I, I have not felt, you know, very excited about the kind of like meta story of the DC universe for a while. And and kind of as a fan, you know, tracking the, we haven't had like a rebirth level event in a long time where you have that excitement. And if if things are going the way they're going, I kind of don't think that we'll ever have that again. I really wonder. I mean, we've all kind of been uh kind of championing championing especially me i think kind of a pared down dc universe and if if we get that in a digital space i'm all for that um i don't really know what that would look like i don't you know i would not be very invested if it was something like the digital firsts initiative if that you know became the new status quo of the dcu i think that that would i mean there, there would be no reason to keep up with that, really. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. There, there's so much un, unknown here. I, I really could, I could definitely see everything moving to digital, and they still have uh, a like, um, like bookstore market, like still release things in trades. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could see floppies going, um, which I guess it, it's kind of. I mean, it's kind of grim um but i think covid has kind of shown the instability of that market um and i could definitely see some higher ups thinking you know kind of forward thinking moving away from that model um and also just yeah you know like like Vince said, if this esports thing is real, you know, focusing more just on digital, uh, you know, the the way that like things are marketed now, and and kind of the, I, I don't want, I don't, I'm not trying to be like flippant or dismissive, but like, you know, like like comics for the TikTok era, basically, you know what I mean, oh. like, you know what I mean, like, <laughs> and I, I don't even think that that's. Uh, I don't want to like be dismissive of that because like, that's just kind of like where the internet and like internet culture is now, which I feel like is not where DC comics is bread and butter is necessarily, you know, they're, I feel, I feel like they're not making their money from the TikTok crowd. They're making their money from like, I'm going to, I'm going to pull a Joe Biden. I shouldn't say, I shouldn't say, I shouldn't say this. Um, but um yeah i don't know i <laughs> oh hell oh hell come on come on jack man. come on jack um <laughs> i don't i don't know i i i i hope it doesn't all just blow up i kind of think it's probably going to i think dc universe is probably not long for this world either well here's my which question is kind about of DC weird universe. If, yeah sorry, sorry zach I feel like so we know that Stargirl is going to the CW. We mm. know that Doom Patrol is already on HBO Max. Mm, yep. 
all the TV stuff can be migrated to HBO Max, I would think pretty easily. It's the same same corporate company, right? It probably doesn't cost them that much to keep DC Universe the comic subscription going. Why don't they just keep that going? I wouldn't I, I don't know. The only thing that makes me think that DC Universe is not long for the world is the fact that they change they got rid of the yearly subscription option, uh-huh. which is usually a sign that it's going out and they don't want people purchasing that and have to do refunds, you right. know, three months from now when it shutters. Um, mm-hmm. They could also just preemptively be doing that because if they make a massive shift in content, like say they move it to just a comics platform, then they might still have that issue. So they, they don't want, maybe they're going to do some kind of like major rebranding eventually. Yeah. I, I could see that happening. And What's... if they're moving to all digital, that makes so much more sense, honestly. Well, that's what I was going to say. I actually, one of my thoughts about all of this was, what if they use DC Universe as the primary place people get their DC comics? Mm-hmm. Like, I think I think there are enough people who, I mean, so Ooh. I... It, what if they pull out of comicsology? Well, what I was going to say is like, so... Uh, we all use the Shonen Jump app or viz.com to read manga, right? I feel yep. like that is a different but not dissimilar system to DC Universe. Instead, mm-hmm. but DC Universe has it backwards. DC Universe has all the old stuff on there and the new stuff you would have to pay for via Comixology. But what if they combine those two things and you pay for a subscription that is essentially all the old stuff for nine ninety nine, but if you pay nineteen ninety nine, you get all the new stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. That's that makes sense when you consider that somebody from the world of esports is potentially being brought in because think about like you're talking about like DLC in the esports world or you know, imagine like having a base subscription to get all the old stuff, like you're saying. Uh, another subscription to get the newer stuff, or and then like a a platinum tier that's like, and you get this. You know, yeah, yeah. I could totally yeah. see that. Well, I and totally also like they that. they've already been like trying to do like you know the DC Daily Show or whatever is that what it's called? That Where was they... canceled though. Was yeah. it? Well, yeah. I okay, it was canceled. I wonder if they might. When I think esports, I think like commentary and like. Oh. I I could totally see having some kind of like um, incentive, you know, in, incentivizing people to be engaged with the comics by having some kind of like Talking Dead style television segment. I can think of three guys <laughs> that would. <laughs> Um, I, I could definitely see them trying to like co- like capitalize on that, um, like trying to make comics more accessible by having this like esports style commentary or like you know Talking Dead style breakdown show that keeps people engaged and also incentivizes them to buy the comics so that they can in- engage and participate in the conversation. Sure. The the only thing I'll say to that is. How popular does anyone think that is? That it not, could be not, yeah, not, exactly. not at all, not at all. I think they're it, gra- yeah, I think it's grasping at straws, really. Exactly. The thing, the thing that keeps the market alive are the insane Wednesday warriors that go and buy everything, even if they're pissed at what's on the cover. Um, 
<laughs> and to go to go entirely digitally, you're losing that group. They're they're some of them will because they're addicted like me, <laughs> but a lot won't. A lot won't make that journey with them. And and frankly, it's kind of disgusting that we have to talk about this because the, this as a possibility. Because think about what goes into putting a comic on the shelf every Wednesday or Tuesday, as it were. Um, like, if everything goes pure digital, you're talking about artists, you know, a lot of artists working analog. You're talking about this, like, creative process that is being steamrolled in favor of, like, just getting content out, you know? Well, I don't know the if necessarily the, the that's the case. I think it would be though. I mean, you're you're devaluing the you're devaluing the art. I think of the comic book. Okay, but um, uh, no, I, I don't I, know if I, I, I agree, agree with that. that. I don't agree with that. Okay, only only because like I still think that there will be a a print market. I okay, on, I'm on saying the bookstore if, side, I'm and I, if I don't think like floppies. Market. Yeah, I don't think floppies are like the highest form of you know comic art appreciation that's more like um you know the artist editions or right, like right. um uh you know those kind of like high-end collectible uh you know absolutes things like that so, um, so he, here's kind of what I, you guys just talked about this now just made this pop in my head this we're essentially talking about what happened to the music industry that there's going to be digital comics like streaming and then you're going to be able to buy trades and absolutes which is like buying vinyl now Right, it's for the yeah. real heads, and or the people who love one story, you know, the most. And so, you know, they're 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 huge Blackest Night stands, and so they're gonna buy the Blackest Night Absolute Edition because that's their favorite comic story, whatever. And I think you're right. gonna, I I think that if you keep printing stuff in high quality editions, you're gonna get those Wednesday Warriors to switch over from instead of paying three dollars a month for Action Comics. To paying twenty five dollars a quarter for a really nice hardcover action comics, I don't mm -hmm. see the leap as being that big between those two things. I know people will hem I, and haw I about agree, it, actually. But, yeah, but I don't think the, I, I think it's one of those things that you'll bitch and moan about, but you'll still do if you're one of those people. Yeah, and I, I think that like trades and stuff will become even more niche, and we'll see like more special editions, and uh, they'll we'll probably see a, a premium on those things as well. But like you're saying, like those Wednesday, the Wednesday warriors will pay for that, pay that premium. And, and honestly, like the quality might be a little bit better because of it. Oh, um, I don't know. I mean, I think, I honestly think as someone who's moved away from physical, from like floppies predominantly, um, aside from a few things that, because I'm sick, um, <laughs> You know, trades are just much more attractive, sure. and digital, digital is digital, and trades are much more. They're they're more reasonable. They're easier to obtain. Um, they take up, you know, generally take up less space and are more attractive to display. Um, there, there's so many reasons to get to buy things in trade or digital versus floppies the only thing that floppies have are one a historical foothold and two um a market built around them <laughs> yeah well yeah i mean like they i aside from digital being day and date now like if you want to read things in print 
that's the way you do it. That that is the first and fastest way to read them. Um, but if floppies aren't around anymore, then trades become the quickest way to read things. Here here's my problem with what you guys are saying though. Like, at what point do these companies just say to themselves, "Well, why are we even doing this?" Well, I think like there's still a. I mean, I may be wrong, but. I, I, I guess I actually can't say this. I, I have the impression that the bookstore market does very well. I think you're right about that. Like numbers that aren't significantly lower than the comics market. I know that that's I know that that's true for like um, OGNs and things like like prestige books like that, but like. What about serial storytelling well, that way? Well, here's my question with that, Vince. When did you start reading manga? Um, I mean, when I was in junior high, I think. And what was Pick, your introduction up Shonen to Jump. Shonen Jump, the magazine. Okay. When was the first time you bought, like, a volume of a manga? Not Shonen Jump, like a, you know, a one-piece uh, volume or something. High school. Okay. You bought that from a bookstore, I presume, right? Yes. Wouldn't you say that there is He's more... about to fax and logic you. He's just setting you <laughs> up, like, no. so slowly. He's about to, he's about to say wet-ass <laughs> keyword. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but, you know, like, don't you think that the average person... And I know that we're, we're old men, so it's a little bit hard to gauge this, but don't you think that more people know who Superman is than who One Punch Man is? Yeah. Okay. So if the, if all of that is the case, then I think a really well marketed bookstore campaign can get the, you know, sixteen year old smoking hot Vince Ostrowski's of the world to pick up a Superman book in the bookstore the same way they got you to buy a One Piece, or you know, um, Dragon Ball Z book in the bookstore. I think it's just about using. I think it's just about being smart about it because I think that the. Especially if if shit like Star Girl can get on the air, you know. By the time that this is coming out, the ep- the final episode of Star Girl for the season would have aired. We see shit like Brainwave Junior on that show. Like there is there is a real cultural uh, language to comics that people know, and so I don't think it's a big stretch to get people to read comics based on their subject matter. It's a big stretch to get people to read comics based on how they have to get comics. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yes. Yes. Okay, I think that's I think that's really well said. I think my only real hang up then, which we've discussed on this show before, is that if you're gonna compare it to manga, there is a price point difference. Yes. yes. And there is a uh uh creative um you know creative compensation, creative structure, editorial structure that's completely different that you need to reconcile then to make this market work more similarly to that one and i'm not saying i'm not saying it can't be done but i'm saying it is there it's it's hurdles that that if that's what they want the the things need to change significantly i I could buy i could buy the first shaman king omnibus which is over 600 pages for 20 bucks yeah which is gonna get me like a hundred pages of a Superman hardcover. I don't disagree with the price point part. I don't think anybody cares about the editorial stuff, but 
but people like us. Yeah, but 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 companies have to care about the structure, you know. And I, and I'm saying like, like, how many books are they going to put out? They can't all be edited by you know one person. They're still going to have to. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying like they're throwing a lot of baby out with the bathwater oh, right sure. now. Oh sure. And um, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with any of that. I I just think that that for, and look, I don't want to see comic shops go away. I grew up in comic shops. I love comic shops. I think comic shops are an incredibly important part of the comics world. But I also love record shops and I loved video stores and. Those things just don't exist to the same level that they used to. And I think that they're, I think that the good shops, we, and I've said this before on the show too, the good shops will find a way. Well, what's funny is like comic shops are already, I feel like, exist on the density and level of like record stores. They're already niche, you know? But here's the difference the difference is that there are. I mean, I don't have numbers. I'm, I'm talking about my. Well, answer. the record like, industry is probably like as big as the comic industry at this point. But what I was going to say though is like, so if you, <laughs> if somebody is walking around wearing a Fallout Boy shirt, okay, chances are if the new Fallout Boy record comes out 2020, bold. Yes. yes. Uh, uh, if if the new Fallout Boy record comes out tomorrow. The majority of those folks are going to hear it first digitally. They might they might buy a a vinyl to be sent to their house, whatever. They're going to hear it first digitally. The majority of folks who are going to read Death Metal number three tomorrow, I I don't know if the majority are buying it digitally yet, but there's still a huge chunk of people who are still going to a brick and mortar store to buy that tomorrow. So even mm -hmm. if the industries are the same size, which they're not, I mean, record industry makes a million times more money than the comics industry does. Um, but even if they were hypothetically the same size, the the process of buying print comics is still, if not the majority, it's still a big chunk of how people do it. Yeah, that's true. So comic shops, physical comic shops will become even more niche. Or, well, I, I, don't, be I don't know about that. So I have not been there yet, but I have heard really good things about um, Art and Franco opened up an Oh Yeah Comics in upstate New York, about two hours from me. And I've been thinking about taking a trip up there one day because one of the things they have is like, and this obviously is a post-pandemic trip for me, um, but that they have like a, a kid's lounge when you go there. And it's like a place where they have just comics laying out for kids to read and they have... Shh. And they, sure. have, and they have sections for kids to color pictures, and they have a yeah, bunch of toys. Yeah, but that's but that's in New York, though. Like it's in New York State, that's like an upstate New York. That's not in New York City. That's well, but that that kind of stuff will never and does not exist in the in the in the Bible Belt, Brian. I mean, their first store is in is in Illinois, and not in Chicago. It's in um, I forget where. No, someplace not. Is, is it outside of? Is it outside of Chicago? Is it near Chicago? Yeah. I don't think it's I don't think it's a suburb. I think it's hang on, I'm looking this up. But like but my my point is that like I just think that there are there are ways to to make your store a just uh you know to have it stand out above above yeah. the rest. It's in Muncie, Illinois. Sure. I don't know what that is. Um I'm I'm, is, that on, like, is that on Sufjan's album? I don't yes, know. It is. I don't... Uh, I think, like, I mean, yeah, maybe, like, the top 10% of comic stores could do something like that. Yeah. 
or we'll have the like motivation or means to do those kinds of things. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's going to be devastating for them. Sure. There will some boutique places will continue to exist. Um, it's going to devastate that. Just say uh, Muncie, Illinois is three and a half hours from Chicago. Okay, it's well, a suburb of Indianapolis. You can get there in a van with your friends yeah. if you. <laughs> yeah, but 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 that's also but that's also made by two comic creators, so they like have a passion for it already. Sure, but well, but, but my point is that I just think that there are and look, my local store of Zap Comics in Wayne, New Jersey, does an amazing job of making free comic book day special. You know, they they bring in artists to do free sketches. And they have great sales, and they're they have oh, amazing. See, and, what? And my shop puts uh, uh, you you have to you can only get. To get more than one book, you have to purchase something. So. Oh no, no! Zach Comics does free sketches, and they do you know they, they bring in creators for it, and you know, good comic shops will find a way to be to to survive this. I just think that what's going to be hard is that when you think about comics now, there are four or five publishers that pop in your head. If DC decides it's not going to be a part of the comics direct market anymore. That just is gonna. That's one fifth of the business of that store. More than that, probably, probably half the business probably. of that store, or a third yeah. at least. At least know? a third, yeah, a, a for third, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know. So, um, you know, it's just it's gonna decimate them. But I, I still don't think we've sort of answered the initial question here, which is: Do we think? I I, I think our tone has answered it. But do you think that two years from now, these changes will have been a good thing? at DC or a bad thing at DC? Good good for them, I'm sure. I'm sure it will be, you know. Uh, I don't not, know. Not for us. Yeah, I mean, like, to be honest, like, it doesn't feel like things are great now. I may, I mean, do you disagree? Do you agree? I, I it's like. They're the same as they ever are. You know, there's there's a handful of good books and yeah. Uh, I mean, part of it is is just like I I mean I I am less interested now than I've been in a long time. So like I am just kind of whatever. But like people who are genuinely interested, for the people who are genuinely interested and engaged in what's coming out right now, that it's gonna be bad. I think, but it'll like there will still be good things like. Tom Taylor's going to write Injustice comics for the rest of forever, and <laughs> they'll probably be pretty good. Yeah. Speaking of um, Tom Taylor, on Twitter he says, uh, don't worry, DC Comics is not going away. We've got plenty of stories planned, blah, 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 of course. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, his job is safe because he <laughs> only works on digital books pretty much. Yeah, because he's, he's writing uh, Dr. Manhattan giving the fatality to Scorpion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, like, I'm fine with comics going all digital if that is what happens. It's like inevitable. Like Brian said, music has music did it ten years ago. Um, I, I worry. I worry less about comics going all digital than I do about the stories inside resembling the all digital stuff we're getting now versus versus something with a modicum of continuity and um, serialization, you know? Well, let's be fair. I mean, the digital first stuff now is put out for a cash grab. Of course, but I, I, I'm saying I can see a future where they think that's all they need. 
I mean, because, I think if they look at because the sales the, of those because books, the, they'll, they'll be proven otherwise. But you're saying that if everything goes that way, people will follow. So what's to stop them from saying, let's just do them all like this? Because ultimately, people still care about their products they're buying. And they will they will speak with their wallets, hopefully. Yeah, well, that's what I said at the beginning. And you... <laughs> You said, ah, people will go along with this. No, I no. to me, it's the two different things. I think people will go along with a shift to digital if the books maintain their quality. Yeah. You yeah. Didn't, you I, didn't I stop hope. listening to Sufjan Stevens when he stopped putting out CDs. <laughs> he still puts out CDs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When it became, when, when you couldn't walk into Target and buy a Sufjan Stevens CD. You know, it's, um, I'm sorry, you're a Walmart boy. Walk into Walmart. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> uh, your your comic collection would would argue otherwise, my friend. <laughs> Christ. Uh, look, only one of us was sick enough to do that. All right. Um, Dang. Maybe I'm maybe foul. only one of us loves comics enough to do that. <laughs> We've established time and time again you love comics more than the other two of us. <laughs> Zach is doing everything he can. He's giving all the signals that he wants to leave this show as soon as possible. <laughs> I only do it to hang out with you guys. He <laughs> <laughs> said about five times today how much he can't stand DC Comics anymore. It's only because One Piece is so good. What can I do when I go from reading high high literature to to <laughs> Our World at War? <laughs> to the muck. Yeah, yeah, you're well, right. When we were reading more stuff from the '90s, it wasn't this grim. It wasn't. It wasn't this grim. It was better then. Yeah. It, one... it, the the wanting comes in waves, but I always like hanging out with you guys. <laughs> wanting comes in waves. All right. Well, that, very I well that, done. I, and, and any last words before we uh, put this to bed? No, um, this was supposed to be a ten-minute check-in. And... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my my tummy is upset. Oh, I'm sorry, buddy. All right, well let's let's call it. Uh, edit out my Biden gaff, and that'll shorten it. No, don't. No, we're not doing that. Um, okay, <laughs> come on, man. Yeah. So, um, thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with an, with another episode, and uh, yeah, we 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 do really feel sorry for the folks who lost their jobs. We want to reiterate that, and here's hoping that this is the start of an upswing at DC, even if uh, most of the call doesn't believe that's the case. So. Bye, everybody. This is the start of something something new. Don't don't you agree? This is the day our lives could surely change. Everything has changed. Is Jerry Orway nice with it or is it just us? <laughs> <laughs>